1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Sharon Epperson, CNBC's Senior Personal Finance Correspondent. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, my conversation with Bert Jacobs, CEO, that's Chief Executive Optimist, of the apparel company Life is Good. He talked to me about finding inspiration in adversity and navigating his apparel business through the pandemic turning 2020 into his company's most profitable year ever. He joined me at CBC's Small Business Playbook on May 4th, 2021. Here's our conversation. As we go through this pandemic, as it continues and we mourn the lives that have been lost, we also celebrate their legacies and as businesses, some of whom have failed to survive, um, others are able to pivot, to reinvent, and to not only survive, but to thrive. And that is exactly what Life is Good has been able to do, Bert. I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about how you've done it.
0: Thanks, Sharon. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Sharon, that you're an optimist too. Um, So really, you know, we learned very early on with Life is Good that surprisingly, you know, we, we were kind of stumbling along, making T-shirts, selling them in the street. And uh, when we started selling Life is Good, we developed a small community of people. And as they wrote us and emailed us, we learned that a lot of our best customers weren't people on Easy Street. They were actually people facing adversity. And that actually surprised us. It, it caught us off guard a little bit. And um, what we learned is that if somebody's never been challenged everything's relative they that's not an incredible day if they just go out to lunch and have a sandwich but if somebody's been in a hospital for two years eating through a tube and they go out and have a sandwich that's like the world series that's an absolute home run right and so um it, it actually became individuals uh who faced very difficult things people who went through chemotherapy people who lost a young child people who we're facing illnesses, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the kind of micro. The macro is the same idea that gratitude, right? What these people were expressing is that they different, They have a different level of gratitude for life once you've had things almost pulled away. And let's face it, Sharon, you and I and everybody else felt like we had almost everything pulled away in 2020. So what, what we did with Life is Good was we took the lessons learned from our customers and just said, hey, people need optimism more than ever, okay? So we can't tell everybody everything's fine. We're not smart enough to know if it is fine or it's not. But we can tell them to stay calm, stay cool, and stay home. So let's make T-shirts about it. And that's what mm-hmm. we did. Like any other retail-based company, we were operating on a 12-month supply chain trying to determine what consumers wanted a year from now. And we don't have a crystal ball. Our business Mm. suffered as a result of that, like most do, right? But all of a sudden, because of the pandemic, we not only started speaking to behavior like staying home, but support system. We've learned that no matter what we go through, we can't do it alone, right? We need to feel safe. We need to feel loved. We need to feel people around us. So we started making t-shirts about quarantine mates. Who's your quarantine mate? And and we started speaking to whatever was culturally relevant, which at the time was a lot of difficult things. But we tried to keep it light and we tried to focus on the opportunity more than the obstacle.
1: Absolutely. But how did you exactly change your business model? Looking at that wholesale distribution model that you'd had for quite some time that you say, of course, can take a year to get from that idea out into the market. You change it to a more consumer centric focus. How were you able to pivot and reinvent so quickly? And what were the results for doing that?
0: OK, so there's a lot of operational changes that happen to a business after all these years, you know, 27 years we've been making life as good T-shirts. There's all these operational elements to the business that have fit in with the normal retail supply chain. We had to reduce those and reduce those and reduce those. And we had to really focus on, you said the right words, consumer-centric, changing to being a consumer-centric model. That means we have to put up on our website on Tuesday uh, an array of new t-shirts and then read the data that night and say what worked and what didn't work. Not everything we do works, okay? So the t-shirt with the turtle is selling and the t-shirt with the bear is not. Don't make any more bear t-shirts and make more turtle t-shirts. Kind of simple as that. So we learned on the fly. We invested in a lot of technology on the fly. And, you know, we we started taking on inventory of blank t-shirts and hoodies, et cetera, and printing to order based on exact consumer demand. That's the short of it. We, you know, we probably don't have enough time for all the operational details of it, but reducing that window is a matter of taking a 100 steps and saying, how do we make it three steps? And and which ones do you cut out? You cut out all the steps that have nothing to do with the consumer, okay? So we've been working with retail buyers and sales reps and our own internal opinions of what's right and what's wrong for all these years. Forget about it. What I think and what my brother and what yeah. our team thinks doesn't matter as much. And And the sales reps got a great job to do, and so does the retail buyer, Our opinions don't matter as much. The relationship that matters is between the consumer and the brand. And in the 21st century, the consumer is demanding more choice and they want more choices fast. And when they like something, they want more of it. And you're either there and ready to supply them with more of it or you're not. And if you're not, you lose, you know. So I think that was a big part of it.
1: you've seen increases during a pandemic in revenue, in customers, and even in contributions to your foundation. Can you share with us some of the results from taking these steps in terms of how you changed your operation?
0: Sure. I mean, we're not so different than anybody else. When this thing hit, 50% of our business was wholesale. Okay. Wholesaling life is good products to brick and mortar, multi-brand retail stores. And so, um, That business died in a hurry when all the stores had to close their doors legally. Okay, nobody's fault, really. And so um, we were in a situation where we were facing bankruptcy and we were facing having to cut at least half of our staff. Okay, that's when we said, hey, in sports, the best defense is offense. So let's try this. Let's play offense really hard. Let's produce this stuff to order and let's see what happens. What happened was 2020 ended up being the best top line we've ever had in 27 years and the strongest bottom line. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big deal, okay? Our kids' foundation, what happens as our community grows, our, our, we have a very generous community who donates. So when they buy a T-shirt, they often donate 50 cents or a dollar to our kids' foundation. 10% of the profit at Life is Good always goes to our kids' foundation. So when the profit's higher for the for-profit, it's higher for the nonprofit. So our nonprofit had a fantastic year too. The great thing is 2020 wasn't an anomaly. It showed us how we should be running our business. And I think to anybody it, uh, listening to this today, I like all of Gary Vee's advice, by the way, I'm a big Gary Vee fan. My point right now is that simple, simplicity is a superpower. Look at your business, whatever it is, all right? If it's consumer focused, That's the relationship, brand and consumer. How can you reduce all these steps? We have all these steps that are inherited from 200 years ago. we got to drop a lot of them. And so we shed a lot of them in 2020. 2021 is growing like mad. We are having very strong growth over 2020 because we're riding on the principles we learned in 2020. Another big tip I would give for people listening is, Decide what your true point of difference, what your values are, what makes your organization different, and don't change that. Change everything else. We have to evolve. This whole pandemic has taught us that that's the history of our species. It's not the fastest or the smartest or the strongest that survives. It's the most adaptable. So we need to adapt. As humans and as organizations, we need to adapt. So our adaptation as a business in 2020 had nothing to do with our, what we stand for. Our mission is spreading the power of optimism. That didn't change. Our values are gratitude and simplicity and love, et cetera. Okay, they're timeless values. Those didn't change at all. Our operation changed. The way we're serving our customer, we are working for the consumer and and everybody's got to do that. And the ones that survive are gonna be the ones that listen closely and capture that data, listening closely to what they tell us every day. They give us the answers. Every time the consumer gives you the answers. We love this, we don't love this. Make more of this, don't make more of that. How important was
1: social media to you tracking that from your consumer? I mean, I was looking at a video, I hope everyone watches it on your LinkedIn page, on the Life is Good LinkedIn page. And it really helped you connect with people, seeing the brighter side of people who are going through some very challenging times, all of course, while wearing Life is Good t-shirts or other paraphernalia. But it was it really hit home to me about there is a bright light in all of this darkness. And you're trying to show that to consumers. What did they show you in return that helped you drive where you were taking the company?
0: Thank you, Sharon. You have a beautiful smile, and I don't know what CNBC is paying you, but we'd like to offer you double that to come to life as good and just smile at the world. Let's talk about that (laughs) off air, okay?
1: Um,
0: Thank you, Bart. Yeah, trying to shine a light on our customers. When our customers share authentically who they are, where they are, in the middle of this battle we're in, it's 20 times more powerful than anything we could do as life is good, okay? It it really like creates a testimonial that's a 10X on anything we can do. So our customers love it. They love showing pictures of their children. They love showing their own resilience. It's really a community of rational optimists. And I say rational optimists because we recognize that there are challenges in the world that is difficult. We're not living, you know, a pie in the sky life where everything's perfect at all, right? But we decide when we wake up in the morning to focus on what's right with our lives, what's right with the world, more than what's wrong with the world, because whatever we focus on grows. So it's just a smart strategy. And the images, you know, are are worth more than words every time. So please, to our customers, keep the images coming. It's a mutual benefit. We have so much fun with it. And it grows. We're, we're, We're a one business who's a for profit business. Life is good. And Life is Good, the 501c3. And when our customers help us, we're doing some great things together in the world. We're helping children for whom life is not so good every day. Children facing poverty, violence, and illness. And the more our business takes off, this is the idea of being a a conscious capitalist, right? That it's not a zero-sum game. That if, if we as business owners realize we're leaders in our communities that can make a difference, our customers will help us. Our customers realize us, and I believe yeah. anybody can go out and make a T-shirt. There's a reason people buy from us. They might like the color. They might like the message, but they also know we're doing good things in the world. And, and selfishly, capitalistically, business should, businesses should look at that. It helps you sleep like a baby. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with building a business that's doing good know- things and allowing people to help.
1: Yeah, but Bert, you know, a lot of business owners are taught or learn or think that, you know, attitude and gratitude, they're soft things. They're that emotional intelligence thing. That's not really going to help the bottom line and drive my business. Why do you say to small business owners that this is key, key to the success of your business?
0: Yeah, because once again, for the first time in the history of the world, consumers have taken control over businesses. I mean, first of all, If anybody thinks that we're gonna solve the world's problems, social problems, environmental problems without businesses, you're out to lunch, forget about it. Businesses control more touch points and more dollars than any entity in the world. More than religions, more than governments, more than any other group in the world. So we will not solve this problem without businesses, right? Now, why is it a good strategy? Because the days are over where you can hide as a business. Consumers are either tearing down businesses because they don't believe in what they stand for or they're building businesses because they're aligned with the value of those businesses. So historically, it was all about price and quality. It's not now. Consumers really do care and they're voting with their dollars. That's powerful. That's great for businesses when you're doing good things and it's terrible for businesses when you're doing bad things, okay? If you're just polluting the river, Everybody's going to find out about it these days, and they're going to tear your business down. Okay, I'm sorry, but that's good for humanity. That's a good thing. And so you're going to see more businesses that do the right thing rising more and more. The data already shows it. Businesses that are actually focused on more than just profit and the bottom line are thriving in the market more and more. This is a good thing, a really good thing. And it's a good thing as consumers to realize Absolutely. that your vote matters. Don't just go out and buy toothpaste. Find out who makes that toothpaste and what they stand for. This is important. This is uh, we talk about having the vote in America, everybody being able to vote. You vote with your wallet every day,
1: every time, every time, Bert. Absolutely. Listen, I want to thank you as a stroke survivor, as a longtime journalist, as a mother who's happy to celebrate her son's 19th birthday today. We have so much to be grateful for even in this time when so much tragedy has struck around the world. So it is a delight to actually get to speak with you, Bert. And you are certainly the chief executive optimist of Life is Good Company, but also of the CNBC Small Business Summit today. Thank you so much for your time, a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Sharon, the new spokesperson for Life is Good with that smile, appreciate it.
1: That was my new best friend, Bert Jacobs, chief executive optimist at Life is Good. He's also co-author of Life is Good, the book, how to live with purpose and enjoy the ride. Bert joined me at CNBC Small Business Playbook on May 4th, 2021. The keynote is produced by the CNBC Events team. For more information on upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, please visit CNBCEvents.com. I'm Sharon Epperson. Thanks for listening.